Welcome back to another episode of Charger Cast. As this week we are joined by Field Hockey Defensive Player of the Year, Taylor Jigalone. Taylor, thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Excited to be here. So, Taylor, tell us about, first we'll start with, how did you get to the University of New Haven coming from Enfield? Yeah, so I guess uh, during my recruiting process, it was a little bit different. I knew I wanted to play field hockey in college, so around my junior year, I'm looking around other schools. I knew I wanted to stay close to home. Um, I have a younger sister who's 10 years younger, so I did want to be close to her and kind of still be a part of her life as well and be a role model. So when I was looking, I was looking all through New England, D1 and D2, and actually one of uh, like a pretty big... Um, Field hockey announcers, Leah Secundo, she was the one who reached out to me and told me about New Haven, how it's a new program. Knew I wanted to play. I didn't want to go to a D1 school and sit the bench and play t- and not have to wait and play to my junior year. So I was like, I want to play right away. And um, a really cool fact is that me and Coach uh, Shemp, I used to call her, I still call her that. <laughs> uh, that's like one of her nicknames, Coach Likens. We played she was my coach in club so I kind of had that um, really close connection around my senior year she was able to coach me and I committed my junior year and I came on campus and met her met a few of the those current teammates in that first year and I just really liked the campus and then came to a few clinics and then I was able to commit at one of the clinics my junior year and it was kind of history from then. So how did you start getting into playing field hockey? Uh, so I actually didn't start. I think I started actually in third grade of elementary school. I was actually an ice hockey player from year three years old to a senior year in high school. Um, I loved feel like I loved ice hockey at the time. And then one of my friends, uh, who I like, kind of who was a mentor to me, she was a D one feel hockey player at BC. She ended up going all American. She was from Granby, Connecticut, and her name was Abby Bassetta. And she kind of got me into it. Like, hey, you're an ice hockey player. You might as well like try feel hockey. So I started playing, picked up a stick in my third grade, and I just loved it. Um, I, when I actually had to stop and choose a route I wanted to go, field hockey, ice hockey. Um, so during high school, I actually quit playing ice hockey for a year, um, focused on field hockey in my freshman year. And then we got a, uh, a girls team in high school, so I came out of retirement, and I played with a lot of my old hockey teammates at the time. But that's kind of where I started of picking it up in third grade, and it all came to full circle now. So then you decide to come to University of New Haven. What was your, on the academic side, what was your major undergrad? And then, you know, talk us through a little bit of the academic side before you just start. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll be honest, I came here for field hockey. I was always a athlete and then student second, but I feel like everybody's decision is always different. So my undergrad, I did my, um, it was in business management with a minor in marketing and a concentration in sport management. I knew I wanted to be on the sport um, side, but I did want to get a good understanding of like the business world. Um, so then with COVID and everything, I was able to get my, I am getting my graduate um, degree in my master's in sport management. So you were called grandma from the field hockey team. So we know it because you've just continued your education. You stayed for grad school and everything like that. But what were the first four years of field hockey like for you? So the first four years of field hockey at New Haven were a roller coaster. Um, I would say freshman and sophomore year were definitely what I was expecting, but I was not mentally prepared for it, having two losing seasons and it's a new program it becomes really draining I think my freshman year I was really optimistic I was just happy to be playing college field hockey mm-hmm. my sophomore year I got really um in a really bad mental state and I really didn't know 
why I wasn't somebody who was like, oh, like, I don't have mental health problems. Like, this is just me, like, caring so much about the sport. But, like, deep down, I really knew that it was mental health and I was not at my best and I wasn't performing at my best. And I knew that. My teammates knew that. My coach knew that. Um, so I really had to kind of seek help in my own way, but I'm, I'm a stubborn person and it's my way or the highway. So that was an interesting route to kind of go about it. But then junior year rolled around and that's when we found out we weren't going to have a season with COVID. Um, that was that was hard in the beginning, but I think I knew and I already mentally prepared myself um, because of everything in the world. And I will say because of my sophomore year and being in that really bad mental state, I've learned so much from it. Um, so I, now I feel like I was able to give a lot of advice to like these underclassmen that came in, um, throughout the years just to kind of like prepare them. Um, so then during practices, junior year was rough. You had a mask on outside. You were only in groups. So I felt like our team was very segregated. It was three groups, midfield defense and forwards. And I was in the defense group and we obviously, we made it fun. We had like the best we can do. We had a really good group, but it was like kind of difficult to keep relationships with like the team. So I felt like once COVID was kind of like over, senior year kind of came and that's when our season like really clicked. And I think, and that's when also like our Egos kind of like were kind of put down. We also knew kind of our goals. We had set a culture that we wanted to kind of be a part and move forward with. And I think like the senior year, we really just had our, our feet under our, our belt and we kind of got rolling with the next few years after that. And then, so real quick, when you go into grad school, what made you decide to truly come back and stay for grad school? Yeah, um, honestly, I feel like I had more in the tank. I wasn't ready to be done. Um, I was a little little stuck on whether I was going to stay or not. There was a point in my time, I would say, around this time I wasn't going to stay. But I think my mom also had a big saying, oh, like you're saying, I'm not ready for you. I'm not ready to stop watching you. And I feel like I had to give her that um, also. And I knew deep down, like I did want to stay. And I will say, like, I'll tell everybody who has another year, take your fifth year, take that next year and really just have a fun time with it because it is your last time and you never know. Like, I feel like everybody should take in every year or two as it could be your last because you really have no idea. But I feel like that's what I came into my fifth year as. It's my last year. Like, I have nothing to lose. I might as well have fun doing it. I don't need to listen to the people on the outside. And I just had to basically put my head down and grind. So your last season, you do get named Defensive Player of the Year for field hockey. Woo-hoo. But and the team makes the run to the semifinals again a second straight year you guys go to the semifinals talk about like the season and how much fun it was because it was the um your senior year it was make the playoffs and get a first round win and go to the semifinals and then it was building off of that so what were the expectations and then as the season was going what were the kind of thoughts and where was the team at yeah I would say after my senior year last year uh last year when we did make semis I feel like that was the expectation like we said it right then and there and we knew We had to do the same thing or even go beyond. We wanted to have, we set some goals for ourselves. Um, We wanted to have a winning record. Unfortunately, we did not have a winning record this year, but however, we did make it to the final, uh, the semifinals, which is something that we still is very, like, very accomplishing. Um, But I will say the season was a roller coaster and regular season going into it. We played a lot of ranked teams. We played the number one, number two, I feel like, and maybe even the number five (laughs) and six and seven throughout the year. So, the first five games, you go 0-5, and, and you're not really sure how you feel because you're playing these out-of-conference games, these ranked teams, and you're like, okay, 
we're losing badly. How is our season going to go? And then once we got into conference play, we were on a high. We came in and we beat Assumption, which was probably the biggest game that we've ever been, I've ever been a part of just because the fans, the atmosphere, all the support that we got, and it was just a huge rivalry game. Like, honestly, like I would say Filaki and Assumption, like New Haven and Fil- uh, Assumption for Filaki is one of our rivalries. I know it's supposed to be Southern, but I will say the Assumption-New Haven rivalry is a is a thing, at least for the Filaki side. Um, but I will say, like, we did lose some games, too, that we probably should have. We should have won in the middle of our season, which was very emotional for, like, seniors especially. We had to bring it in a few times in fifth years of just kind of reminding everybody, like, why we're playing and basically like bringing in and saying hey we should not be losing some of these games like this is unacceptable and you get a little nervous of we're not playing our best hockey going into the um, semifinals or going into these conference play and that's when you're supposed to be playing your best hockey and unfortunately like we weren't in there so we walk into this first round like all right we're playing Bentley again like we don't know how this is going to happen how this is going to go and of course we go into double overtime per usual with Bentley at Bentley and we just had a corner and I give all those people who are out there who are just they got it done I did not play a lot in that overtime I came off a really bad injury my senior game so it was rough to kind of be on the sideline but I trusted my teammates fully and they I saw everybody putting it in and it just clicked so after that win we came into pace and we were down, but uh, it just kind of showed the second half that we still had a fight in us, and we really didn't give up until, of course, had to go into overtime again. And it didn't go our way, but it was unfortunate as it didn't go our way, but at the same time it was still really rewarding on being able to go that far and showing that we still had it in us to be down two goals at some point during the game. And it still was a young team. I know everyone called you the grandma of yeah. the team, but – it's still a new program. You're only in fifth year going into your sixth. So it's a lot of, you know, one of the big things everyone talked about was for the freshman class, it was the first class that didn't have to go in and make immediate impacts. Correct. They could grow into that role, but they didn't have to make the immediate impact. It was uh, it was an upperclassman that had been around, mm-hmm. and they'd gotten a lot of playing time, even like the sophomores. Abby Nixon was one of those big keys from her yes. freshman year. So it was a learning curve, and it was – it gave that freshman a little bit of growth. But so you, you talked about playing a lot of the ranked teams at the start of the year. Is that planned in to kind of like get you guys going and face that tough competition at start and then yeah. build that confidence? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it thinks it's supposed to be building confidence, but sometimes uh, it's it hard to look the at opposite it. Sometimes. Yeah, Cardi will know. <laughs> it kind of is like hard to <clears throat> see how that plays into, but I guess like now I look at it. Like, we lost to the national champion in the beginning of the season, 6-1, to one, and we were the only school of any 10 that scored on them. So I guess you could look at it that way and saying it, something like that. But, I mean, it makes sense why we play them because it does prepare us, and our coach wants us to be at that level. She wants us to be ranked. We want to be up there, and that's, like, our goal to strive to be up there with those teams. So, I mean, it's definitely a good way to look at it that way, but when you're on the other side, like, sometimes it's hard to see it in a positive how do you teach, like, for the underclassmen, especially the freshman class that comes into that, and, you know, for the upperclassmen and everyone that's been around, you've had that because you always build that in at the start of the season. So you don't want that big loss, but you're, you've are you been around, you know how to handle that loss. How do you teach them? Because some freshmen have never 
faced that before? Yeah, so it's hard because, I mean, I came from a high school. We, I won, I would say, the three out of my four years pretty often. Winning was expected, um, and it was expected at New Haven, but also under different circumstances. Um, once we got out of our first two years and we were winning, it was more like this is our expectation to win. We kind of switched it, and then I think when you have to, like, when you – come have come in as a freshman you usually come in from a winning program and then some of these games in the beginning of the season you're you're losing pretty badly it kind of you have to bring bring it in like this is what it comes to team culture and our team has a really strong team culture that we rely on heavily and it just comes off to bringing it in a few times once a week and just reminding us like each other why we're here why we're doing this like this is the reason why we're in this situation this is how we can learn from it and it kind of reminds them and then when we do win like we celebrate the wins I feel like in the past like we were not celebrating wins like we got two wins and it was like oh my god why did we only win by this much like I think our expectations were a little bit too high but I think now as we are more mature and we get the value of winning and now we want it to be expected, we do want to celebrate those wins as much as possible. So it's been announced that Coach Likens accepted the job at Lehigh, so New Haven in the search for a new coach. Mm-hmm. If you're around and one of those where you can still talk to a lot of players and a lot of players will still be around, what's kind of your message to them and to anyone coming into the program? Because you talked about how rich the culture is. How do you keep that culture going with a new potential coach coming in? Yeah, absolutely. So with Coach Eichens leaving, like, it's great for her. She's she's going to do great wherever she is. She's a great human being. She's a great coach, and I could not be any more happy for her. But as, like, her leaving New Haven, and I think she leaves New Haven in a great spot um, with our culture she has brought in, and I think now this culture is one on our assistant and as well with the team. The team knows it the most. The team has been through it. They live it. And when it comes to working out, putting in the work, like they know that we always have to go 100%. And I think, too, like we have a really strong alumni, and a lot of them are still around in the area, and they are more than happy to help in any way, um, whether it's off-field, on-the-field, whatever anybody needs. Like We are very there and have a close alumni group for for these incomers and even for these um, players who are there now. So I will say it is on the coaches. It's on the assistant and I, it's most definitely on the players because they should not slack. They don't know who's coming in. They have no idea what's going to happen. But I do think that something that will stay the same is the team culture. And that is something that Coach Likens has really just brought into this team and brought into all of us to make sure that we value that and cherish each other as well. So I would say for these incomers who are coming in, like, there's going to be some change, but I would say please don't expect like the culture to change. It is something a great team to be a part of, and that culture really does motivate you. And um, everybody around you is your best friend. They are your teammate, and they're also your biggest supporter. So it's like a good place to be in right now. Well, you always had your biggest supporter up in the press box with Morgan working <laughs> stats. I know. Any, I hear. Any game, <laughs> she would be, if you guys were down, she was stressed. If you guys were up, she was bouncing off the walls. It, <laughs> the emotions were all over the place. And going into a game, you couldn't really talk to her too much and ask her too much. It was just like, I need to be locked in. Like, I'm stressed right now. Cardi had her game day face on, even if she wasn't on the field. I think it was more when I was announcing. Like, I was like, I always yes. had that. I always get nervous when I'm announcing. But it's just different when you go from being on the field all the time and, like, being able to, like, have those little comments and things like that. And Coach always used to talk about how, like, when you're on the sidelines, like, you can see 
things that people on the field like can't. So like being up in the press box, like I would be screaming things like I'm like, oh, they're this side, this side, like this side's open, like switch the ball, like. So I definitely got that. It's a, it's different, but I went from you know being a supportive teammate to a supportive fan. So weird, but it, it was nice. It was nice to always be there. And I, we do have a big group of supportive alumni. I feel like oh, this facts, year yeah. because there were so many of them that graduated and stayed in the the area. They came to every home game. They even traveled to a few games too, which is like really just awesome to have such a close alumni base to have and. It kind of gives a lot of these underclassmen look up to these alumni who have been through the program, and it's just really awesome to have that culture that is still enhanced with the alumni because they want to be a part of it. They're down there right when the game's over. They're on that field giving everybody hugs, so excited to see everybody and just so happy to be there and be a part of New Haven Field Hockey. And I feel like, too, like you haven't really graduated a lot of players, so it's also still very close because everyone's – that you don't have the alumni that's 20 years older than mm-hmm. the incoming freshman. It, everyone's close in age, so there's that real connection there. Absolutely. And, and I mean, Morgan, you're in charge of the alumni game now, I heard. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so getting all of these alumni. I, like she said, it's it's really not hard. I feel like um, everyone is around the same age because we all came in as freshmen. So mm-hmm. we have like three people that you know, don't live around here right now, you know, um, but everyone else is still friends. Like people come visit all the time. So it's, it's really not that hard to like get that going. I think like in, you know, years in the future, maybe it will be a little bit harder, but at least that won't be on me. <laughs> I just have to show up, but no, like we're all, it's, it's different definitely than, you know, people who are like 20 years older and like these programs that have to come back for these games. But um, a lot of us stayed, got jobs right out of our senior year or like went to grad school, didn't take their fifth year. Um, so we're all still around. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, so your younger sister plays across town at mm-hmm. Southern. What are those games like playing against her? Honestly, like they're really fun. So she she used to go to Assumption and um, they were like it was kind of the same thing. It was that rivalry with Assumption and then unfortunately she was she was ready for something new. So she goes to Southern and I think it was the best thing for her. And I th- also it was the best thing for our relationship. Uh, we didn't really get along for our <laughs> for a very long time. Uh, it just we were very close in age. We're eighteen months apart, and it was just one of those things where we would clash heads. And her coming to Southern was great for our relationship, but also great for her. And being able to play with play play against her this past year at home and all, like our whole family came, a bunch of friends came, people that we played high school hockey with, high school field hockey with. It was just a great time to like basically be on the field and a bunch of people that we haven't seen in a while came and watched us play. And there was a few times where we played 1v1 against each other and we would look up and we would just laugh because she was more of a attacking man and I'm more I was the center back so it was just quite quite funny that we were actually able to play against each other. I didn't really mark her as often, but when we're in the middle of the field and we're playing 1v1 where we're like, "Oh great, here we go." But really like some people feel like it'll be more competitive or like you kind of have like a more rivalry for it and honestly I was just happy to be out there like before the game like we're both captains we were in the captains uh, meeting together gave each other hugs I have a few of my old teammates also on Southern so it was honestly just a fun game and it was a happy moment to be able to play against her for the last time just because we haven't really been on the same field for a while so it was nice to 
have that environment and see kind of how it all played out. And a lot of my teammates now are friends with Tori, who <laughs> is at Southern, so they have a relationship <laughs> with her too. So you can hear like some people just chit-chatting on the field with her and kind of like trash talking, but it was like nothing crazy. <laughs> how many times did you get to play against your sister or your sister's team? Uh, so we played Assumption a few times, so I would say at least – Five, I think we played against each other five times when I've been here because um, we played Assumption quite often. <laughs> um, and then we played Southern once this year. So I am mean, excited to, though, she's staying for a fifth year at Southern. So I'm excited to be a fan for her now and be on, like, the outskirts and watch her play because I was able to see a few of her games um, this year while we had, like, different off days or whatever it may be. So it was, it was nice to see her play also, like, as a fan. So you were one and no against her in the Elm City Bowl. Yes, I am. I have a I have a nice little uh, T-shirt that I like to show to her once in a while. There is a picture that she did take one day in front of. We have like a poster in our house. It says our city on it. And she did take a picture next to it, <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even realize it. <laughs> so you're just gonna keep holding that against her as long as she's at Southern. Probably a little bit, yeah. But I'm also like one of her biggest supporters now too. So I just want her to. I just want to see her do really well this year. It's her last year, and I know she's a great player and she deserves um, whatever she works for. So I'm excited to see where she where she ends up and how she does this um, this upcoming season. She's also a captain now. So yeah, so she's, she's a captain again this year, uh, which, is, which is nice. So it'll give her some confidence too. So your sport management, business management, business analytics, what is her major? Her major is biology, so we're a little bit opposite, but I think uh, she's kind of been on the fence. She might be going uh, more of like, Physical, not physical therapy, uh, strength and conditioning that route after she's done at Southern. So she's coming a little bit more towards your side. I think the, so, yeah. She, we actually do work <laughs> a little bit together. So I've been working at Yale and she <clears throat> does stats over at Yale. So she, I'm like, you come to the dark side over here? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Yale. How did you start at Yale? Mm-hmm. Um, I was more of like, a, I got an email from my advisor, Dr. Mamshu. Uh, Yale's looking for a few interns, whatever, and I was like, you know what, I want to go into college athletics, so I interviewed over the summer, kind of told them what I'm looking for, and I was like, I know you probably want somebody for the fall, but I know I can't give you that time, like, I'm somebody that focuses right in on field hockey, and that's what I want to do, it's my last year, and they were honestly very understanding about it, so I was actually able to start in December, and I've been there since, like I said, December. I started as an intern for maybe a month, but now I'm more of like a an assistant director of event um, management, so I have a few of my I have worked with uh, tennis and softball, but I've also worked with a bunch of men's and women's ice hockey, basketball, gymnastics, and it's kind of like a cool way to look and get yourself get myself into college athletics and work within operations and kind of see how that is and where I am where I see myself in the future. And I think too with Yale, like there's so many people that I've already talked to and I've learned so much from all of them that it's been very eye opening to kind of see and where I see myself in the future. Do you know where in college athletics you're leaning towards? Maybe you haven't decided but leaning towards. So I'm still kind of figuring out I do I want to be in college athletics. I think deep down I've told a few people I don't want to go into coaching, but deep down, that's what my body and that's what my heart is telling me. So I have a feeling that eventually, and I think that um, I'm looking kind of see where opportunities are happening. I am looking into coaching. That's where I am the happiest. But if not, I would love to be in working with student athletes, whether it's in student development, um, compliance, even just because you do make relationships that way. And I am in operations right now, and I'd be more than happy to stay in operations as well. Um, But like I said, 
coaching world is definitely calling my name, and I've been telling myself not to go that way for some reason. I wish I had an idea. I wish I could tell you why, but I have a feeling that's where I might end up for a little bit. Even if it's like a stopover, like it, it's an opportunity to go into another side of sports. Yeah, learn a lot, and then you learn the the coaching side, if, and then you go over to facilities. So that connection is even a little bit easier for you. Yeah, and I know I, I just, like, want to be able to make, like, an impact on student-athletes just because everybody at New Haven has made some sort of impact in my life, and I would love to do that for anybody else that I see that I'm working with. So you talked about, like, the amount of impact that people around New Haven ha- or at the university have made, especially in athletics. And we, we were talking about it before we, you know, started recording about, you know, it's a smaller campus, but mm-hmm. it gives that opportunity. How important is that? for not only you, but for any athlete. Yeah, honestly, I, I've really enjoyed how small this campus is. I've able to make like valuable relationships with student other student athletes, my teammates, and even some of my classmates. But at the same time, like you go up into athletics and it's a smaller still community as well in the athletic department with these um, directors, whatever it may be. And it's just kind of nice to, I cherish my relationships. I cherish everybody who has come into my life and everybody that, has helped me in any way. I feel like everybody in our department is willing to kind of get you into a direction, push you into a direction that you see yourself. And I feel like that is really awesome just because once you're done being a student athlete, once you're done being in college, like you are a new person and it's time to go into the real world. And it is scary, but I feel like everybody who has been a part of my life and been a part of my college experience has really shaped me and prepared me to be ready for this next step after I'm done at New Haven. So one thing you mentioned earlier, and we haven't actually really talked about this ever on the podcast, um, but you talked about kind of like the mental health Mm -hmm. and how you were stubborn. And there's a lot of student athletes that are stubborn and, you know, don't really go out and (laughs) seek help or anything like that correct so talk to us a little bit and however much you want to kind of go into it is how you really started to realize that you needed you needed to do something and Mm -hmm. how like what you did to go and get help and how you kind of got better yeah absolutely so I really was adamant of not going talk to somebody and I I still really haven't gone and talked to some like talk to a specific therapist it's just something that I struggle to wrap my head around but I know so many people have enjoyed it has really has really helped them and I do think if you do need help like ask for help and I think that was one of my biggest things I was trying to figure it out on my own and I didn't ask for help I should have asked for help so there was a few person like my mom uh, knew somebody and I was able to talk to her because she has no outside she has no awareness of Fiaki I really didn't want to talk to somebody who knew Fiaki knew my life I just wanted to talk to somebody who I knew some type of I had some type of relationship and that's where I struggle when it comes to talking to like a therapist is like they don't know me and I feel like it's hard to not trust somebody in that way because they're obviously supposed to keep everything confidential but at the same time being able to um, already have an idea of who this who I am is something that I liked so I talked to somebody and she kind of gave me advice on where to do it I actually got into journaling I just had so much thoughts in my head that I had no idea like what to do with them and honestly I felt it during hockey season just because you're a student athlete like you want to perform at your best and I put a lot of pressure on myself and I also felt like 
I was like talking myself up that other people were also like relying on me and in the case it wasn't and I also think too it it became having conversations like had a conversation with my coach and I didn't wasn't like I kept telling myself like I don't want to talk to coach I want to figure this out myself figure out um this on myself but coach and I have a really close relationship and I did shut her out and she knew that and she gave me my space and I respected that but I knew deep down like I need to talk to her and kind of tell her how I'm feeling what's going on like why I'm feeling this way and once I kind of talked to her that way I mean I dragged my feet for with it so it should take a while and then it was nice to actually be able to, like, talk to her. I found things that worked for me. I actually would journal, like, before um, I would go to bed, especially my sophomore year. And then my senior year and um, in my fifth year, I would journal, too, like, before a game or, like, even at some point during the day just to, like, get my thoughts in checked. And I was, like, especially my last year, I was feel hockey, feel hockey, feel hockey. I definitely uh, shut some people out, but I think at the same time, like, they res- they knew what was going on. They respected it, and I knew, like, after the like, season was over, I had to go and remend those relationships, and nobody had an issue just because they, now ho- they know who I am. But I just look at it as when you need something and you don't know how to do it, like, it's okay to ask for help because there's so many people in your circle that – want to help you and they want to see you succeed and there's really nobody putting that much pressure on yourself besides yourself and I that was my biggest thing on me so would you kind of say you know one of the big things is surrounding yourselves with people that you can trust but also will support you and can also just be there when you need them the most correct and then so, all right so that's the biggest <laughs> thing that you want really yeah you know. absolutely and then for anyone that's you know gonna be listening to this and could even be going that what would you kind of say if they're they're almost there to make that step to go talk to someone? What would you tell them to, you know, they're balancing, you know, do I talk to someone, do I not? What would you kind of say to them to, you know, give them the support to go talk to someone? Honestly, I would say, like, go talk to somebody. And I think eventually for myself soon, just to, like, have something, I actually probably will go talk to some sort of uh, therapist just to make a relationship and start a relationship with somebody that I could connect with just in case – in this real world, I get into a new job and I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. I'm stressing myself out because it's something new that I won't probably be able to rely on somebody like my coach or something as quickly because she has her own team now. So um, when it comes to that, I will say, like, find something that works for you. But I will say, like, to start by with talking to somebody. And I think it will help. They also give you ways to cope with certain things, which is nice. And I know some things work, some things don't, but it's all about finding what works for you and finding what makes you your 100% and making it consistent of how you're feeling and kind of puts your emotions in check. I think for myself, I am very aware of how I'm feeling, what I need now, how to experience certain things. And I, I believe that it's just because the experiences that I went through and why I was shutting out my emotions. And I feel like now... I do talk about my emotions. I will be very honest with some people with why I'm feeling like this just because I felt so horrible of keeping them in. And it's just not a way to cope with your emotions, with things that you have experienced. Like, everybody has their own trauma. So it's really all on you to make that decision. And it does take a while to make that decision of talking to somebody. So I will say, like, if anybody is on that edge, it will make you feel better of just kind of letting all of the bad demons out. <laughs> Sometimes you just need someone to, like, keep you in check. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, an I've been an avid, like, therapy goer since, like, high school. Um, I love it. But it also helps, like, having someone who, like, literally doesn't know anything about you um, and can just, like, tell you the hard stuff when you don't want to hear it. 
because like I know like I used to go to my friends a lot or like my parents and stuff and like um, when you have those like close relationships with like your friends or your coaches or things like that like sometimes they're not going to tell you what you actually like need to hear because they don't want to hurt your feelings but like when I was going to like a therapist like I would tell her what happened and she would just be like, whoa, like that's kind of your own fault. Like, how are you going to fix it? But I need like that tough love. Like I needed someone to like get me out of the complacency that I was in because I also was trying to just figure out my mental health by myself. But sometimes you can't hold yourself accountable in those ways. So like by having someone who was holding me accountable, like when my therapist used to tell me to journal, I would have to bring my journal. You know what I mean? So um, sometimes it's good to have someone to just, like, give you that little, like, kick in the butt and, like, get you kind of, like, thinking in different ways. They're also trained to, like, yeah. actually tell you, like, how to fix things. So, like, a lot, you know, I had a lot of people help with my anxiety freshman year, and um, I think that definitely helped my freshman year to sophomore year transition for sure. So, so you kind of got started earlier with going to see someone. How did you get into that? Trauma. <laughs> Not to get super deep and, you know, morbid, but, um, yeah, no, I definitely went through a lot of stuff in high school, um, and I never was, like, I went for, like, other things. I never went sports-related. Um, I was kind of, like, a hot shot in high school. I never had, like, any problem. I was good at what I did. Yeah, um, yeah I feel that. <laughs> I just, you know, I, like, never really had a problem, so, like, my, I wouldn't say my mental health was, like bad when it came to sports because I just knew I was like good at what I did and I just would go but when you come to a new atmosphere where you're not the best anymore like I think that was like kind of a big thing for me my like mental health definitely like went downhill just with the transition of like a new environment it wasn't even like the sport or the team or anything it was just like I am in a place where I like just did not feel comfortable um, and that did not help me at all. So I ended up getting more therapy based towards life and sports um, when I came to college. Everything else was just, you know, talking about life and, you know, how to deal with those coping mechanisms. But this one was um, realizing like my mood triggers when I was playing and things of that sort and how to kind of like snap myself out because sports are so fast paced. Um, you kind of have to snap yourself out of moods or mindsets like a lot faster than you would on just like a day to day um, because, you know, what it, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are kind of mirroring your energy, your things, especially like, you know, when you're like one of the older kids um, on the team. So when they're like watching your energy, matching your energy, if you're down, like it just kind of sets the tone yeah. um, and like it's contagious like one person not giving a lot of effort another person will so it has to be like everyone has to all be going 100% at the time so that was just kind of like identifying um how to like escape that you know negative mindset like if you make a mistake like screw it get back like it it takes a while it's it's definitely like training your mind yeah um because it's easy to go into like those those negative mindsets those negative places and just stay there and just like you know kind of just like absorb it for so long so a sports therapist is honestly if you're not like if you don't want to talk about your life and you just want to talk about sports it's really nice 
Um, but I think therapy overall is just like really good. Sometimes just sitting there and like ranting doesn't even have to like you don't even have to be like going through anything, but just having someone to talk to that has literally no idea what your life is like outside can offer such like a bigger perspective and you like can pick up on things like you never really noticed like yeah. you know negative behaviors and things like that so I think it's beneficial I mean I've been a, a hard going cheering on therapy for a while but and I know Morgan brought up of like you have to the energy is definitely something that other people vibe off of and sometimes you go to practice I've done this a few times like here at New Haven, like especially for Fiaki, we are very close. We talk about things that are hard to talk about, and I think sometimes when you're mm-hmm. at practice and you are having a rough day, like you go to your teammate who you trust the most, who can, you could just look at them and be like, "Hey, like I'm off today. Like, can you just help me pick pick me up or pick up the team as well?" Because it's like I can't give you that today, but I will give you my hundred percent. And I think it's that communication too that we have as like our culture and it's part of our culture to pick each other up when they're down and be there for them when they can't be them for their for themselves because you do wake up at 6 a.m for these practices and you're like oh no this is not my day like it happens and everybody gets that like we're all human so I do think that we do have that culture that is very welcoming as well yeah that also strings off a coach though because like honestly I think like Taylor said at the beginning like freshman year was like the worst thing (laughs) ever um no, I wouldn't say the worst thing ever, but I mean, we're kids that just came out of yeah, <laughs> we're kids that just came out of high school. We're all eight, 17 to 18 years old playing against 22-year-olds who have been there for 4 years. It was it's definitely shocking and I think like it was it's laughable now. It's, yeah, like it's definitely <laughs> funny to look back on because it was like in the moment kind of like stung a little bit, but like then again, like we were holding up like our own against some really nice teams. So it's like it's good to look back and like know that you were a part of the growth, but like coach like when she implemented I think it was sophomore year before COVID, like she implemented kind of like an accountability partner thing. Mm-hmm. Um and they used to hold us accountable like over um, like summer, but she kind of like brought that into our sophomore year season where at the beginning of practice we would um, we would sit down with a partner. It, it didn't matter like who it was. It was kind of like yeah. find someone um, and you would talk about like goals, goals for the day, um, like and kind of just like get to know people's like. I don't even know what it was called, but just, like, what hypes you up and like, what do you like and what do you don't like? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when it comes to, like, you know, motivating and things like that. Because some people hate, you know, like, yelling. And we used to talk a lot about this, like, during maxing and lifting, too. Um, because, like, some people hate cheering. Some people like side conversations, things like that. So it's just kind of, like, knowing your teammates. But she would have us talk about our goals and, like, what we expected from the practice, a new skill we wanted to learn, things like that. And, like, even if you didn't have, like, that one buddy that, like, you could go to during practice and be like, look, I'm having a bad day, like, hype me up a little bit so I can, like, you know, hold me accountable, like, you would have, like, an accountability partner where you would, every now and again, we would meet in the middle of practice and they're mm-hmm. like, how how's, how are your goals going? How are you feeling? Like, how are this? So, I mean, it all kind of springs off a of coach because, honestly, I don't think I would have ever – like, we never did that in high school, so, yeah. I mean... Um, I was in high school, and I was like, I have no mental health problems. Yeah, what are you like, talking about? I don't have sports anxiety. It definitely wasn't <laughs> a big thing in high school, and I think that's also kind of, like, a sad thing to realize is, like, I think a lot of people come... A lot of people go through, like, what we went through, and yeah, I think it's college. a very common thing with kids coming from high school going to college. It's, like, 
it's such a transition shock. People don't know how to deal with it. And then it just, it worsens, you know? Mm -hmm. So having a coach that's, like, mentally aware of, like, what's going on, you know, how to help in, like, the smallest way is always, like, good. You don't get that everywhere, but I think we definitely lucked out on that one. Um, But, yeah. So I think, all right, so first question for the both of you is, you both talked about journaling. Do you both still journal? I love journaling. I don't journal anymore. It was more just like feel hockey and getting my th- my thoughts in check. <laughs> I love it. I mean, um, I don't do it as often as I used to. I'm not going to practice every day. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> in season anymore. Um, I'm retired. But um, sometimes I think it's good, um, especially going into like. I wouldn't necessarily call this my real world, but I'm. I'm. St- busy you know I have like an internship I have this GA position with you Joe and then I have like a bunch of other things like I'm pretty busy and sometimes um you don't necessarily want to like burden someone with all your thoughts so I think sometimes when I have like a bad day or whatever I'll just like write down I like the idea of like manifesting some things um so sometimes I'll do that I have a busy schedule I don't do it as often but when I get like my own free time I like to write down like how I'm feeling and check in a little bit with like myself because I feel like sometimes you'll avoid that um especially when you're just jam-packed but it's always good to know pick it back up every now and again if you need to so Taylor you're only just retired from field <laughs> hockey but Morgan you've been retired now for I a have year been retired. Do, you, do you miss it yet Oh yeah, I do. It was. I will say, when I was done, I was in a. I was in a really bad mental state. I was. I didn't know how to work out. I like I said, I came off of an injury, so that really put me even deeper. Um, that was like hard because I was still trying to get. I was still getting treatment done. I was still in the athletic training room because I was um, healing and I needed to be there and get better. And so that was more of like a tease of seeing everybody, seeing like familiar faces and then trying to work out. I could, I hurt my ankle. So I was in a boot in the gym just doing straight arms because I didn't know what else to do with myself. I was bored. I didn't know what to do. And then I just kind of tried to keep myself busy. I tried hobbies. I really still don't really have a hobby. Um, <laughs> and I'm still figuring it out, but I think I'm a little bit more aware of how I was feeling and I don't want to go feeling like that again. And I think we don't talk about enough about how you feel after being a student athlete. And for me, mm-hmm. being a student athlete, I think was my personality. I That was the only thing I knew. That was all I did. And I, I actually uh, just had to figure. I had to honestly, you had to figure it out on your own. Like, there's really nothing else you could talk to somebody as well. Like I did talk to my coach after because her and I are similar, and I believe she felt the same way when she was done being a student athlete. So she was kind of able able to guide me in a way that I feel like helped me. And that's just keeping myself busy. Work honestly, working out for myself. I started setting goals in my own way of what I wanted to do and kind of how I want to do it. And it's just, there was too much freedom for me at the time and I didn't know what to do with it. And it's still like, you're so routine. I'm very routine oriented. So I had to get myself in a new routine now because my old routine is not the same anymore. So I think we just don't talk enough about it and there's not enough resources out there for retired student athletes on how to feel and how to guide them into like a new environment Mm -hmm. yeah I went um I never expected to take my fifth year I also didn't expect us to have the COVID year 
Um, but I was on track to graduate early. I was going to graduate early in my grad degree. I needed an internship. So honestly, taking a fifth year wasn't really in my mindset. I was like ready to get going on my career and like, you know, start what I had began here. Um, but it, it was it was weird. I missed it a lot, um, especially like when like now all I am is around athletics. Um, and I think that's good, but it's like a transition period that goes from like sad to good. Like the first home game when I announced, like I was kind of depressed up in the press box a little bit um, just because I miss like the game day atmosphere and like definitely being there. I don't miss preseason, but I definitely did miss like being out there with like all my teammates and stuff. Um, but it's like a transition period. I, as bad as it sounds, like went on a cruise as soon as we lost um, to Adelphi <laughs> in the semifinals. Um, and I think that was honestly the best thing for me. Um, not saying to do that to if anyone's listening, but um, I got the opportunity to do it. And it honestly was just like a mental like refresh for me. Um, I went somewhere completely far away and like I got to deal with my emotions in like a happy place and like um, I was sad but I was having fun and it was good to kind of get my mind off of it for a little and then coming back like I was working all the games and I was up at North and it's definitely something you get used to but I'm happy that like even though I'm not like a sports major or anything and I'm not going to be around this for you know my whole life but it was a nice transition to at least still be around it and like be able to just like be around all the athletes and be a part of it in like a different way um so that's kind of how I feel too like I had to switch my mentality especially working at Yale and working in their athletic department in the beginning I looked at it as like I really miss this this is really hard to be a part of but then I had to shift my mindset of like I'm helping them in this this and this like this is how I was um this is how like my athletic department helped me um, I think it'll hit home again pretty hard when the next home game happens for New Haven in this next fall. But I will be there and uh, be happy to cheer on the girls and everything that they do this next coming season. Just kind of be on the sideline like our crazy alums were this past year. <laughs> so I'm excited to do that. But like I said, it's it does sometimes certain days are a little harder than others. But that's I feel like I have that awareness of like kind of what I need for myself in that specific moment of what I need to go do to burn off some sad steam or something like that yeah so what's your both of yours advice for an athlete that has finished up they've graduated what what's the best advice you can give them I feel like for my I feel like they're really it's hard to give advice when I feel like I'm still figuring it out on my yeah, own I was just supposed to say like if I don't even know like I don't know how I to will give just advice. say like in the beginning if you're something that enjoyed being busy like keep yourself busy because there was a time like I think I was sitting in the house for like two weeks and just not doing anything um and that was probably the worst thing for myself and it was hard to like the weather's not that great when the season ended it's difficult, um, but I will say, like, keep yourself busy. Try try new things. Like, I was never a reader, and I became a reader this even this past season. Like, that was something that I would do before a game is I would read on, like, the bus or something just to, like, get my mindset. And so I feel like I've been able to carry that over into now, like, being at home and sitting in the living room and reading and or even just, like, kind of staying more on top of, like, other things of, like, I've been eating better, like anything that you feel like, but sometimes tracking stuff that you eat gives other people anxiety. Like for me, like now that is my like, 
I feel like that's like my game day is what I'm gonna eat for the day like it's so small but it's like the little things that you can find like and you're competitive like I'm competitive so it's like these little things that I find like I'll go and figure out and be competitive so it's like my boyfriend runs track right now he's in his fifth year so I've been able to support him in that way and he's like supported me throughout these years so I've been able to kind of be a part of his um meets watch them virtually watch them in person and they give me anxiety like I could never run track because he's like there's just so much that uh that is on the line as well it's such a quick event that you run so it's hard for me too to see him run where I'm like on the sidelines just watching him. So it's really funny to switch that um, mindset as well. But I will say like, just keep yourself busy, try new things and really be open of like talking and talking with other student athletes as well. I think is our past student athletes is also something that I enjoyed and that I needed for myself to hear from them and get their perspective. Um, I would say stay in shape. <laughs> um, that was, like, one thing that I struggled with as I was, like, so used to working out every day and then, like, having that accountability thing where I'm, like, not forced to go work out was definitely hard because I, like, took a long break and now I'm trying to, like, get back into it. Fun fact that I do is I wear a gray sweatsh- a gray T-shirt or sometimes to, like, motivate myself to see, like, the sweat <laughs> I'm my great teacher, like, you need to go harder. It's not It's not dark enough. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to, like, revamp my gym closet now because, like, all I had was, like, my blues and grays. And so I'm trying to, like, find, you know, different things to wear um, other than my New Haven apparel because that's what I was so used to. Um, no, I agree with Taylor. Just find, find something or, like, kind of cling to something that you like doing. Um, I have a dog, so he keeps me busy. Um, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily say go get a dog, but if you're down for that, it's definitely beneficial. Morgan, you've um, had two of the extremes. Just go on a cruise when the season ends. Or get a dog. Get a dog. I know. What are you but trying I, to tell I us? Got a dog. I got a dog before. I got a dog our sen- my senior she season. She was mentally preparing for being I a retired was. athlete. That's why. She was all set. She, she was, was ready, ready to go. go. It, everything was in her mind, and it was just, That right. mindset switch was like, I got to raise a dog now. Yeah. I got to so go on my a cruise kid. and then raise a dog. Yeah, all right, seriously. technically the cruise thing just, like, popped up. Um, <laughs> that was an <laughs> easy It was supposed switch. to be my parents, and then my dad couldn't go. So my mom was going to go alone. You're like, how can I not? We lost, so I... <laughs> packed a bag and drove home to mass the next day got on a flight that morning <laughs> went on a cruise it was very up in the air <laughs> it was not <laughs> but um no i'd say definitely um find something that you love and just kind of stick to it i feel like it's hard because i feel like the mentality is always like when you're playing a sport i mean i even played two at one point mm-hmm. so it was kind of um you know like i was like oh this is my sport this is my sport so once that's kind of taken away it's hard so I think, like, for people who are just starting out, it's, like, find a hobby kind of early on um, and, like, kind of stick to it. And Don't then, sit like, in your room. Yeah, Don't and just, it. like, stick to <laughs> it. And then, like, when you leave, you'll, al- you'll always have something that you love. Like, you're not trying to find something that you love. But it's also hard. I mean, like, everyone's different. I mean, I have always had a busy schedule. So kind of keeping myself, like, busy to the absolute max, like, helped me not really think about it. But then it's also, like, don't avoid your feelings. So it's, like, how do you, how do you handle the two? It's not, it's not an easy, yeah, there's there's really, really, like, nothing you can say. It's a, it's a thin line of, like, where is too much on either end of it? Like, you want to absorb it, you want to, like, understand your feelings about it, because if you bottle it up, then, like, you're, 
only going to feel it worse, like, sometime down the road, like, when you move away or, you know, like, you're not even around here anymore. Like, right now I'm kind of in that, like, I'm, like, kind of ignoring it because, like, I'm... I'm still here. I'm always around it. But, like, the second, you know, July 31st comes around, like, I'm a Massachusetts resident again. Like, I'm going to be, like, two hours away. And I'm not going to be, like, around it all the time. Like, I'm not going to be around, like, you know, New Haven sports, sports in general. I mean, like, we'll hang out at my high school, I guess. But um, but that'll probably be the time where I'm like, oh, all right, like, this kind of sucks. It just depends. I don't know. Everyone's different. I just think it's a topic that needs to be talked about more, and I don't think enough people talk about it, and I feel like it would be nice to hear more of, like, what other people have to say and what they do, too, which is helpful. So I'm kind of glad that we're talking about it right now because it is a topic that needs to be talked about, and I think other people should be a part of the conversation. I think it's also hard, too, because, like, we didn't have, like, alum to really even, like, talk to. Because we were, like... The first part the f- of the first year. Yeah, like, we were there, and, like, we only had, like, three or four, you mm-hmm. know, at the beginning. So, I mean, like, you know, two of our alums, one stayed, um, you know, a whole year after, got a full-time job, but she still lived with, like, us. And then, you know, one of them lives not too far away, and then one of them went back to school. Um, but she was, you know, she wasn't... Like, she moved on, but she's still in school, so it's kind of, like you didn't really have anyone that, like, you could talk to about, like, their transition thing. And I also think it was hard because, you know, Nat and Nina's senior year was COVID. COVID, yeah. So they didn't really have Have that experience of, yeah, of, like, going through the last season, having that last game, Mm -hmm. feeling those emotions. Like, that kind of sucked for them because then it's, like, you know, I don't know how they, you know, necessarily handled it. So I guess everyone's different, but I feel like I wish, like, I wish more schools had, like, you know, like, just, like, a little TED Talk or something, like, at the end of, like, fall sports seasons, like, you know, like, when everyone's done, Mm -hmm. you know, like, football's done, field hockey's done, soccer, um, like, even cross country, like, you know, just to throw them all in, like, a thing and, like, have someone come talk to them because it's just a hard thing to do alone. And, like, you know, I mean, I feel like we all had each other and I feel like it's, it's different because we're just all, we hang out, like, once a week, like, yeah. all of us. So it's, like, you know, you're not necessarily leaving the people that you just ended with. So it's, like, It's also hard to, like, weird. wrap your head around it, too, when you think you're ready to be done and then the time comes and you're done, you're, like, I really wasn't ready to be done. Like, and Yeah, it's, like, I don't think I was, as much as I think I was, like, checked out, I just, like, de- definitely wasn't. I think I just, like, used my career kind of as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have loved to play, like, another year, but I think I was like, oh, I'm going to have my internship. Like, I need to focus on that and grad school and things like that. So, but, like, you think you're done. You think you're not going to, like, you're you're ready ready for it to be done sometimes. And then then all of a sudden it's done and you're like, oh, dang, like, I kind of missed that. Like, I didn't want to do, like, it goes by so fast, like you really think about it like I feel like we were just freshmen the other day so it's yeah. like and now we're fifth years so well Taylor's fifth year I'm just here it, it <laughs> goes by fast I, I think you know Taylor especially you're in a special opportunity because you are really one of the one of the pioneers really for the field hockey team to be an alumni have done five years there and now moving on but you're able to you know 
talk about everything that you experience, you know, going through a COVID year, mm-hmm. you talk about the mental health and, you know, the point is if we can reach one student athlete Correct. anywhere, I'd love to be able to say we can reach thousands of student athletes, but you know, really it comes down to if you can reach one yeah. and make an impact, you know, it's special there. And, you know, thank you for talking about Absolutely. all of that stuff. I'm an know. open book. So if anybody needs anything else, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> and, and and that's really what it is, is you, as a whole society needs people like you, Taylor, that you know, are willing to talk about it because there are a lot of people they can go and get the help, but they don't know how to talk about it yeah. and talk to p- the public about what they're going through and how to help others. So when you, you find someone like you, Morgan, too, as well, where you can go out and talk. And like I said, it's you can make an, dim, um, an impact on one person. It's mm-hmm. special there and it changes. And then maybe they can reach one. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's a like, slow progress. Mm-hmm. But if you can slowly do it, it's going to make a huge impact. I just don't feel like we even, like, took it seriously when, like, we were here. Like, we would have mental health talks, and, like, I know they had one this year. Like, Mm -hmm. I know they've had them in the past, and I just feel like people don't take it seriously because if it's not happening to them, they're like, why do I, why why am I going to listen? But, like. It happens eventually. Yeah, like, sometimes you're going to, like, a flip is going to, a switch is going to flip, and then, like, you're going to be going through something. But also, like, just just listening to those types of things. Like, you can figure out kind of, like, how to see, like, telltale signs or, like, you know, if someone approaches you, like, how to start a conversation. Like, you don't have to be their therapist or anything like that, but just, like, giving them the right resources. Like, I feel like it was was kind of, like, given to us, if it makes sense. Like, they were like, these are your resources, but I just don't think that it's, like, it's talked about enough and I don't think it's talked about enough in the male sports at all I feel like girls are more emotional but I feel like mental health in the male sports is is big too and like I just don't think like they're willing to you know go get help as as often I think it's hard sometimes too like you bring in a mental health professional it it's a different like you're it's not a a former student athlete that Mm -hmm. just graduated talking to student athletes it's someone that has read all these books has gone to school and learned all this yeah you you know the ins and outs of it but you're not relatable really where you know both of you you're around athletes you're friends with athletes you just did and went through the whole process of that it's relatable and they can see oh this is what you did i don't have to take every single word that you said on this but you know, just one thing. Yeah, take you away know, something. You know, have a yeah. little index card and you're just writing something down. It's Absolutely. the little things there, but it's that relatable that, oh, I see Taylor in class every week. I, <laughs> I can relate to that. It's not, I don't have someone that I've never met before come in and try and talk to us about mental health. Wh- what, do you, what do you know about my life situation? Yeah. Morgan, anything else you want to add about, like, the mental health topic or anything like that? Um... No, I think we kind of hit everything. I mean, like I said, everyone's different. So take the steps you need to. Sometimes it's, it takes a while to kind of even notice it sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> I think there's a I think there's just, like, a really big stigma around, like, mental health. Like, people think you're crazy if you go to therapy or people think you're crazy if you're on, like, some sort of meds or something. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of, like, to an extreme. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, like we've been saying. So just i don't know take the steps you need like it's it's an individual thing and um it'll help taylor anything else you want to add 
no, we kind of, I feel like we hit it all and we kind of talked a little bit about everything and it's like an important topic to be talked about. So I'm glad we brought it up. But yeah, go at your own pace. There's no rush, um, but really just find who you are as a person and what makes you happy and what you need as a person. It's really very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So Taylor, we're going to keep talking a little bit about you and you are such an open book. So you talked about Blake, who's on the track team, yeah. who's your boyfriend. How do you balance that where you were a student athlete, he was a student athlete, you both have classes, you both have everything. You know, just talk a little bit about the balance. Inside and, of Taylor's relationship. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to take a deep dive into <laughs> Great, Taylor. Great, thanks, guys. Um, well, we've been dating since freshman year of college, so we started in, like, the bege- uh, the end of freshman year. Um, well, I would say it was, like, kind of – it was difficult, but also, like, when we got older, it was easier because um, we were a lot more mature. I would say in the beginning, I definitely relied on him, and he was probably the re- not the reason I was going through mental health, but I gave him so much that he wasn't really helping me because I was, like, talking to him, and I probably shouldn't have been putting so much on him. But that was part of, like, something that I had to find that balance of, like, okay, I need to cut this off. Like, this is not what he needs. This is not what our relationship needs. Um, but I think it just becomes, like, with communication, we would talk a lot, and we're kind of more each other's best friends. Everybody is always like, I can't believe you guys are, like, actually dating. Like, we really we really are each other's best friends. We're, we're each other's biggest supporters as well. Um, it's kind of just been a great ride to have him along, and I can't wait to, like, see what he does in his fifth year. But I, Huh? You said, can't wait to see, and I said the wedding. Oh, (laughs) Um, but, and I will say, like, one of the biggest things that I noticed this year was um, something that we really did um, well, I guess, was just one, like, one, our communication, but I didn't really, like, shut him out, but I shut him out. So he was one of the people I had to apologize at the end of the season because he knew what Fialki meant. He knew what this fifth year meant for me, Um, and so I definitely kind of put my head down and I grinded and I did my own thing but he was also there like to support me and he knew exactly what I was doing um so I do give him a lot of props for dealing with me throughout this past for every single fall season just because it's it's my season and it's like I want to do it my way and I want to do great and it's just part of those things like we know both know our expectations for each other and what we see each other and what we think that we both can accomplish so it's just kind of Something that we both agree on and both want for each other to do what's best for each other. So a lot of it's just like maintaining that communication and really and and not setting boundaries, but understanding where both your priorities are for you in the fall. It's field hockey (laughs) um, for him during track. Actually, congratulations, Blake. Uh, You were named all regional for the 4x4 and the 400. I got to put that story up. Good job, Blake. (laughs) Um, Thank you. But so, so is a lot of athletes, you know, it's hard to find a relationship balance because, you know, you're always in in season, you mm-hmm. know, it's, depending on the sport, it's that season's longer. How do you know for anyone else, you know, what what are those big keys of one trying to find someone? <laughs> But it's also just like that balance. This is a relationship and, podcast now. I guess yeah, mental health relationship. <laughs> We're going into all. everything. It's a little bit of everything. I think it's a, I, like one of the ba- main things that I can say about like that in college is like, and I can see it in like you guys' relationship just because you, they're both athletes, so they understand. Like 
in depth of like what they're going through. Like you're going to know like I'm in practice from this time to this time. I can't talk to you. Then I, you know, we have homework, we have meets and things of that sort, you know. Yeah, there's times we do homework together. There's times that he's got homework and I mean, I'm just going to watch film. Like it depends like kind of what the vibe is. But sometimes that's what we do. Like that's our hanging out. Like yeah, or I'll be doing homework. He'll be playing video games. Like it's really I feel like, too, it's like as long as sometimes like I'm in like each other's presence, like it's good enough for me. Yeah, I feel like athletes understand other athletes better. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why you see, like, a lot of people, like, dating from other teams, like, at at New Haven. Like, a lot of people, like, cling to athletes because it's just, it's easier. You know what I mean? Like, someone who actually understands, like, your schedule is hectic, things of that sort. So, I don't know. So. Yeah. So, so just it's, don't like force a relationship like do if somebody makes brings out the best in you like go for it this. um but i like i said it's it's all comes natural there's no reason to force it it just things happen for a reason and i think that is just something that i've always lived by especially with blake and i so i just think it's was meant to be and it happened so so we'll see where life takes us after graduation wedding <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, is Morgan invited to the wedding? Of Morgan has been talking about this wedding since we dated. I can't wait to go to this Every, wedding. Everyone has, though. It's not just me. Because if you look at it, like, Taylor's the only one that's in the relationship that she came freshman, not came in, but got freshman year. Like, I think we were all in relationships freshman year, and Taylor's the only one that's left. <laughs> yeah. So we're just rooting and clinging on to Taylor and Blake. Like, you need to do it for all of us. I yeah. guess so, man. They're going to be the first ones married anyway, so... We're just waiting for it. <laughs> does Blake know all this too? Oh, he does. Everybody gives it to him. Absolutely. He just sits there. But that's what he does. He takes it. I get it. He's got to. Hey, that sometimes you just got to do it. And yep, good for him. Exactly. Okay. Give wedding. him a lot of props. The wedding's <laughs> gonna be really fun. <laughs> it's just gonna be a New Haven reunion. Hey, pretty much. It, why not? I could see that. Le- reliving our best lives. <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> That's okay, be funny. Taylor, I will stop taking a deep dive into your full life. <laughs> do you have any questions for me and Morgan? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Morgan, is there anything you want to talk about? No. You're good? Yeah, works for I'm me. Good right now. Yeah. I'm good? Yeah. Well, Taylor, congratulations Thank on you. Defensive Player of the Year and, you know, all of everything that you accomplished with field hockey. And, you know, Ooh, thank you for coming on talking about everything. It. I know kind of took a real deep dive yeah. but thank you for opening up and talking because you know as morgan has mentioned it is an important topic that isn't talked about a lot absolutely and you know for you to be able to open up and talk to us and you know for like i said if it's just one person that hears it and it makes a difference you know that's important so absolutely thank you again join us next week for more relationship advice <laughs> <laughs> with gonna... whoever we're gonna have on but <laughs> join us next week so when i bring oh wait no we're gonna have foggy on aren't we yeah, Isn't foggy's foggy relationship oh foggy's up next about foggy's all right foggy might be the next foggy's guest, relationship huh? with him working out let's hear it I, yeah i want to know we how should just have balanced. foggy's wife come in <laughs> bring i would the, love to hear foggy's the, wife the family in just you know have the have him, All the have kids his two sons, yeah. I oh my god, his daughter. I love his daughter. <laughs> Division one athlete, right there. Oh, absolutely. I think when was it when we were at something? Just a little sneak peek for next week. Foggy um, showed us like the video of his daughter doing up downs. Yeah, and I think it was like a basketball or something. But she like loves to do them. Like he got her to like love them. 
Um, I hate up downs. <laughs> I also hate up downs, but she might be more of like a fitness freak than Foggy might be. <laughs> actually, yeah, like so, like she he started her young, and I think it's a way gonna, to do it if you want your. She's kids gonna to be train. in the best shape of her life. It's gonna like, like Foggy's gonna get old, and she's gonna be training him. Like, come on, let's probably. go, push it, up, up downs, let's go. Yeah, literally, she's gonna be in the best shape of her life. I can't wait to see that in the future. That's gonna be. And his son's like starting to grow into it a little bit yeah. too. And yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have a mini foggy running around. Definitely. Uh, we, we already can, have one. Yeah, we can barely handle one. <laughs> I think Ashley can barely handle one with how much he spent on the Peterson Center. <laughs> but oh, that's facts. We'll talk about that so only time. one is yeah, one's enough. I don't think that anyone could handle more. Yeah. I think it's so funny. So I took um it's my, his baby right there. Yeah, I took my cap, um, like an old football player to view the PBC the other day. Um and obviously I see the cap at the gym like all the time. Like we go all the time. And so he was like really excited to see it because um, he got to experience the basement of North Gym and the wreck, um, which we also did. Um, and he, it's so funny. He was like, how much did he was going by? And, you know, like the, the dumbbells have like the charger symbol. But the way that it's designed is that the chargers never turned upside down. Yeah. It's always right set up. And he was like, how much do you think this costs? And I was like, you should go ask Foggy that. And we were just talking about how, Our dumbbells like, used to fall apart. Like, uh, they, yeah. the, the dumbbells you'd have to twist back on. Yeah. There'd be times where you're like, this seems a little loose. Let me just twist the dumbbell back together. But he was laughing because he was like, I honestly, like, as much as, like, I'm going to... He was like, I might go home and cry about this. But he was like, I honestly can't even imagine what Foggy has the ability to do in here. And he was like, I think that scares me the most. Yeah. Like, we have lap pull-down machines now. Like on each side, like they have, you we know, like have lap, but we did not have that before. <laughs> but now, it like, was just imagining, imagining what the oh my god, just like the range that Foggy has in there. Like, I'm glad I'm leaving now. I know, I'm like, as much as I would love to use that center, um, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, Foggy's gonna, Foggy's gonna whip some people into shape for sure. In that, the fact that so, because for Dan. So Dan brought Foggy into the office one day because he needed for main campus. They were doing like for one of their pamphlets information about it. And they wanted a list of like big things. Foggy went off on his list, probably spent 10 minutes just going off. So Dan writes everything down. He then, so Foggy leaves, turns to me. He goes, did you understand anything he just said? I said, yeah, sure. I had to rewrite the list so that <laughs> everyone could understand it. But all of the bars are going to be, um, they have sensors in them, so you can track everything, everything. in the bar itself. All yeah. the squat racks are going to have tablets. He's counting reps. They don't even need to count reps oh anymore. My There's God. cameras, so That's he can true. look back and see if anybody skipped reps in that rep they have next a, day. They're doing up-downs. They have a Stairmaster. Oh, good. I literally, like, I... First off, I hate the Stairmaster. Secondly, the fact that that's just in the gym is scary, for sure. Um, but that's, I think it's more for like the sports medicine. Oh, that's gonna be punished. But I'm um, no, I'm like foggy. <laughs> someone's gonna get in trouble and have like thirty minutes on the stairmaster at like level fifteen, and I'm gonna be like, oh. oh. Any of Foggy's like cardio machines, besides the one that the trainers are gonna use for like rehab, minimum eight. <laughs> minimum eight. Yeah, honestly, I just I can't even imagine it because we've always just been 
like dumbbells, you, you were squat racks. Like, you yeah, had to like do it was work. just us. But now, like looking at all the technology, all that they have. everything that's in there, it's just like it's kind of scary. Like I would love it, I think, but I would like love to do it on my own. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, we're gonna have like the fittest athletes in the any ten for sure. Like, there's no way in. I don't even know, but there's no way that we would not be the fit. Yeah. With Foggy and all of that machinery, no one's beating us next year. <laughs> no, he, and that that is his child. The only thing he's missing is a bed in his office there. Oh my god, I can only imagine like Foggy posted. There's there going to be an point. air mattress. There's no shot. Yeah, the, no uh, way. I think it was Brandon said the only thing that's going to stop him is his whole like everything on his wall is glass, uh-huh. so everyone can just see in, but. I was like, I don't know what we're worried. He's going to be up before anyone gets in there. Yeah. So he's all set. Oh God, he's going to be like, I'm gonna, I don't even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I like, honestly, I can't even put into words. Like, I know it sounds bad. We the foggy, but he, wow. He's going to have his own parking spot right in front of the building. Oh, just absolutely. For him. I would, I'll paint it for him if he wants. <laughs> Make it blue, like right in front of the building. Foggy's name on it. That, like the old athletic director, you know how he yeah, has to have his parking have spot his on parking the other spot. side? That'll be the punishment. Like if anyone were to ever park in his spot, they'd have to move the car. Yeah, but Oh my god, so. my like high school football coach who also used to be I said my high school football coach. The high school football coach, who also used to be my softball coach, used to have like these summer workouts or whatever. He used to make some of like the softball girls go. And they would do car pushes and pulls like he would he would literally get in his car put it in neutral and we would all have to take turns pushing it up the hill that was honest i've never been more sore in my life mind you i in high school i was like 130 (laughs) i was like kind of (laughs) small maybe 140 max and uh, he's expecting like these big linemen like in our high school it's like push this thing up and then you have like the softball girls and we're like so can you bad. Drive a little bit. Please. I can imagine oh, Foggy doing man. that. Yeah, and then we used to have to pull it up the hill. Dang. Wow. Yeah, not not fun, but I can see Foggy doing that. Oh. I was in the best shape of my life that summer, but Foggy's gonna listen to this and hear that and be like, ah, good idea. Yeah, I need gonna, to stop. He's gonna be <laughs> asking. Actually, I need like a just a heavy car. <laughs> I we can put bricks in it. I don't care. It doesn't have to actually run. They just need to move it. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, that's. So cool. He's gonna he's gonna that have ideas now. Very this. funny. I'm kind of upset though that I'm leaving and I don't get to use it, but I might come back like homecoming weekend and be like, Hey, can I use the can gym I get a quick workout in? <laughs> quick workout. Can That's I? one thing I'm looking forward to is getting to work out up there. Yeah. All right, whatever, Joe. <laughs> I, I might just have to stay. I'll be gone. You can get another certificate. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that. I'm so checked out of school right now. I have a final due in um six hours. Eight hours. All right, so I guess that is the official time to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> has got to go do her midterm. Morgan has to go final. submit her midterm. Uh, I mean, we can stay here. <laughs> she, she doesn't want to do it, but I'm not going to get yelled at by Dan or by you because you didn't oh, have I mean, time. I don't care. It takes me, All right. not to brag, All but right. uh, it doesn't take me that long. It, it's honestly, do it's, your, do your it's, final. A pretty, it's a pretty easy little thing, but Actually. I've been putting it off because I just don't want to do it. Okay, never. <laughs> All right, Dan called me that the other day too. Relax, <laughs> relax a little bit. I don't normally procrastinate my stuff, but we had we had six assignments due this week. It makes no Get sense. Done. She put two weeks student in one week. Student before athlete. Oh wait, you're not an athlete anymore. I'm not an athlete. Student before. Student just student. Before work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, before work. 
Eh. <laughs> All right, Morgan, Not we'll really. wrap this up so you can go do your final. Taylor, thank you again Ooh. for everything. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Yes, and make sure to promote ChargerCast as we'll be uploading once a week. Just uploaded our first episode with John Mays. As Taylor, you'll be a few weeks out, but we will have it up soon. Yeah, we're behind. All good. Yeah, but it's okay there. It's up. It's running. Charger Cast. Tune in, and we will be back next week as Foggy will join us. But Taylor, thank you again. Morgan, go get that final all finished. Bye, guys. See you guys. <laughs>